Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Phil and I back in the new year. Uh, of course, this is our second episode actually, but we're yeah. going to talk about, Phil, they they did it again. They, they snuck yeah, in the squeaked Secure Squeaked it through. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about Secure Act 2.0. Secure Act 2.0, yeah. yeah. Uh, just like 19, when they put the first Secure Act through at the end of the year, they kind of tucked it in with some other stuff. Yep. Uh, this one was tucked in with that omnibus, like, catch-all. Yep, yep. Consolidation Appropriations Act of 23 or whatever it's called. Yeah, 4, whatever thing. Page. Yeah. 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 Yep. So we got a on, on December 23rd. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, so we got a ton of stuff to get through on this. So I want to go through and get started. Uh, hopefully yep. we can squeeze it all into one video, if not, or two po- or one podcast, if not, we'll go into two. So let's just, sure. let's just jump right in for folks. Um, RMDs, they went ahead and did this. We've talked about it, that it was on the radar. Yep. Yep. Um, they did go ahead and do it. So they, they extended the range now. So we're going up to, uh, what did they go with? Did they go to 75? So 75, but that's for only those born after 1960. Okay. Um, okay. In 1960 or after, I should say. Okay. So for those born 1951 to 59, um, the new RMD age now is 73. Okay. So how's that um, going to affect 2023? Yeah. So, I mean, that's an interesting effect. So the the those that are turning 72 this year, so born yeah. in 1951, okay. you got a Christmas gift from uh, from congress and, and there is no rmd this year so oh, okay just if, for those folks that were turning 72 this year if right. you turn 72 in 23 yeah um then you don't have to take an rmd this year they've moved it one year on you bottom line is if you're born in 1960 or after yeah um then the rmd age is 75 and so, as always caveat so you know make sure if you're not unclear check talk Correct. to your advisor right yeah, uh, and one, yeah. one kind of interesting um note to throw in when we're talking about sure. rmds because qcds so qualified charitable distributions okay. right are technically tied to rmds but it's one of those goofy pieces in the in the law that they left the qcd tied to not rmd age but 70 and a half that's back to the original age yeah so you thought you got rid of 70 and a half and you didn't so if so, you are charitably, charitably minded, you could do that earlier. Is correct. So you, okay. you could, yeah. So if you're thinking, ah, oh, you know, they pushed out my RMD, that's great, but I was planning on using that for charity. Yeah. Well, that really doesn't matter because it's okay, we still for can. QCDs, it's the, the age is 70 and a half. So it's not, okay. even though the way it's def- defined is your RMD is what qualifies for the QCD. Yeah. Or okay. once your RMD age, the the way they've written it, it they left that at 70 and a half. So anyways, it's okay. one goofy well, thing, one of many goofy things in the law. Well, we'll just bottom line it again for folks. So the big yep. ticket item is if you're 73 or the age is now 73 for RMDs from the, from 1951 to 1959 as a birth year. Correct. Uh, after 1960, it is 75. So that's the Correct. new age. Um, and they also dropped the penalty, it seems. So yay. Yeah, so penalty for missing an RMD used to be 50%. It's yeah. been that way for as long as I can ever remember. Um, they've dropped it to 25. Yeah, so that's, that, that's good. Um, and they've also now actually put it as part of the code that if you 
made the mistake, you missed it, and you corrected it, the penalty is 10%, which to me is interesting because, so we've always had this 50% penalty, but you could get it waived if you, if you, if you wrote in and you did some stuff, I've definitely talked to a bunch of people where they've gotten it waived. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they've always just waived it. Yeah. I mean, as long as long as you, you caught it before they caught it. Right. So I mean, if they sent you a notice and say, Hey, you missed it. Yeah. eh, You're not going to probably get it waived, but if you, Hey, I missed it. You corrected it. You're good. You know, I've never had, I wonder now if it's more like, well, we made this softer changes. You're Uh, just getting hit. Yes. I think that's what it is. So, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, good guy, you think, well, not really. I mean, it's yeah. Good guy. Well, they're not going to hit you with 25, but it's now 10. They they did the math. And if they charge everybody who's late the 10%, they'd make more. That's right. Because they were waving the 50% anyways. So. Right. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. So, yeah, yeah. it sounds like they did us a favor. But yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Maybe, and maybe we're doing you a favor. It's only 50 yeah. or only 25%, but so, not really. I mean, so that's good. So, I mean, again, so 25% yeah, it's, it's, is now the Bottom new line, thing. just don't miss the RMD. Just don't right? miss it. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to miss the RMD. Okay. So, that's the RMDs. That's the big thing. Uh, that was certainly one of the big ticket items. Yes. In that. Now, there's quite a bit in the Roth uh, IRAs and 401k. So, we're going to get into that a little bit too. So, yep. we'll see if we can get through all of this. Uh, so, they've aligned the IRA and company plans. They're aligning those. So, what does that mean? Yeah. So, a goofy little quirk in the, the company plan Roth provisions. So, Roth 401ks, 403bs, 457 TSP, any company plan that had a Roth provision, technically those had a required minimum distribution versus a a Roth IRA does not. You know, so it was pretty common practice that if you had money in that type of a plan, you didn't want to leave it there. You, you would want to roll it into a Roth IRA. Otherwise you're getting forced to take money out each year as an RMD. Which most of the time Roth is kind of that later money. You're not going to touch it for way later in, in your life expectancy, if any. You know, it might be money you're leaving to, to the heirs. Um, so they've they've now aligned those starting 2024. Um, you're not going to have to take an RMD out of Roth company plans. Roth 401ks. Right. So 401ks, 403Bs, yeah, any of those not, type of not regular plans. Roths. Right. Right. Roth IRAs, you, you haven't had to anyway. So I mean, they that, that, anyway. they've left yeah. alone, right? That's and cool. in with this, they eliminated the RMD. So it's not that in 2024 you no longer have to take an RMD. So if you were RMD agent 24 or after, that doesn't matter. If you were already RMD agent having to take, you know. So, so for just, instance, they just if, cut them. Yeah, they just cut them. Oh, you know? nice. so if you're you're 72 last year and you've got a Roth 401k, you had to take an RMD last year. You're going to have to take an RMD this year. But then next year you don't and going moving forward. moving forward. Okay, well that's right. good. So whether you you're at RMD age or not, this affects you. You're no longer going to have to take an RMD out of a Roth company plan. Okay. Yep. So that's that's the first first big change they made in aligning okay. them. All right. What else we got? Uh, next one is, um, and this is long long overdue, is is introducing a Roth provision in the SEP, uh, Simplified Employee Pension or SEP. Um, as well as the simple IRA, you know, so that's always been one of those to me, kind of a gotcha to, for self-employed type of people. Cause usually that's, yeah. those plans go to, to that type of a company or a smaller company. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have a Roth provision, which was kind of unfair almost, but it's, sure, yeah. you know, as we've talked many times, there's nothing fair in the IRS code except for fair market value. So, right. <laughs> so. But but with this, they've tried to, to bring them back in alignment, right? So they've now introduced a Roth version of the SEP. 
Um, so SEPs, um, for those that aren't familiar with it, generally, I mean, it can be for any company can use a SEP. Um, you can contribute up to 25% maximum of 66,000 can go in. But if you're contributing for you, you've got to contribute for employees. So usually it's more just the self-employed that use that type of a plan. Right. Okay. Um, now it can be Roth. Um, simple IRA, you know, again, usually that's for the smaller type employer. It's a, a much simpler um, company plan that gives you higher contribution limits. Um, so like 15.5 this year is the contribution limit um, with mm-hmm. the catch-up contributions, 3,500. So now those can be Roth as well. And those Pretty actually simple. start now. So That's I mean, right. they, okay. they signed the bill December 23rd of 22 and boom, January 1st, 23, these are allowed. So if now, you've got a simple IRA, you can you can do that. Yeah, so that, that's going to be the real catch point here is that all the custodians and plan sponsors are just loving Congress at this point because it's, uh, you know, they, they gave them three days basically to, to say, oh, this is all <laughs> going to be effective. So yeah, you technically can, the, you're going to have to wait till your plan sponsor They probably sponsor don't have it in it. place, yeah. Yeah, they have no idea, you know, yeah. so they've got to get it all in place before it's really going to be. Yeah, um, so don't call, don't call on yeah. Yellow folks if they don't have it quite ready no, yet. Yeah, don't, yeah, three days yeah don't, don't get on your custodians or your plan yeah. sponsors had, and say, hey, wait, had, you know what? Yeah, three days notice when no one's working. <laughs> That's right. No one's working. And by the way, we, you know, we threw this out there and then we went on vacation. So yeah, exactly. Uh, so you and I were talking about uh company match going into yeah. Roth. Actually, we just talked about that like a, two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like they've now made that uh, an option. Yeah. So they, they have now officially made um, company matches and non-elective contributions, meaning like profit sharing type contributions. Okay. Um, so those type of contributions can be placed in a Roth account, um, in your know, the Roth 401k, 403b, whatever it is. And I would say the, the gotcha or the kind of the quirk there is that the employer is going to want a deduction for that money, right? So the, they're not giving up the, the tax benefit of that money. Um, and the IRS isn't going to give it away for free. So what the, the catch is, is that if the employer makes the matching contribution or the non-elective deferral mm-hmm. um, in the Roth account, then it's income. So now it becomes W-2 income, I'm assuming. And this is, again, one of those things that's in there. We'll have to find out, kind of flesh it out. But I'm assuming it's just ordinary W-2 type income, taxable income. Right. So the employer then effectively gets the deduction, you know, because they're taking a wage deduction. Um, you're paying tax on it. Um, but it's a benefit then. So it's a, it's not, it's no longer a non-taxed benefit. It, although it was never a non-taxed benefit anyways, it was always a tax deferred benefit. I, I'm assuming it's probably going to be up to the employer. I don't know that the employee is yeah, going to be able to sense. say, I want it to go into the Roth. Or, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to find out more uh, flush out on. And actually with that, it might be 24. I, I That piece I didn't, I forgot to look to see start date. Well, we'll follow back that up. One on that one might be sure. 24. I would assume probably with that kind of provision. They just didn't make it so that it's now an option at least. It is. Of- yeah, it is going to be an option now where there's the company match can go into the Roth. Um, I know we're going to get a little tight on time here and there's a ton to cover. So we're probably going to wind up doing this in another podcast next week yep. as well. But let's talk real fast about the catch-up contributions for company plans. So they made a couple of changes there too. Yeah. So again, we talked about you know, how are they going to pay for some of this? Well, this is one of them, right? Okay. So catch-up contributions for a company plan. So again, back to the 401k, 403b, et cetera. Okay. Currently, you as the employee could decide where you wanted it to go. Do I want it to go to the Roth? Do I want it to go to the traditional? 
You know, and so this you got the catch pick. up money. This is the extra money. This that is the extra money. You get past right. 50. Right. Yeah. So the extra was 65 this year. Now it's 75. Right. So let's say the extra. So, thousand the company bucks, plan. Right? so the extra. Well, no, the, the extra 65 oh, this year, it's 7,500. Right. I gotcha. Yeah. So that extra money you as the employee used to say, well, I want it to go to the traditional because I want the deduction, you know, okay. what they've done now is that if you're a high income earner um, in their definition of high income earner is 145,000 in wages, W2 income. Okay. And it's in the previous year. So if this is going to get a to be a rat's nest to try to figure out and manage, <laughs> and, and this doesn't become effective until 24. So there's a year to figure it out. Right. You know, but they're going to look and at, in 24, they're going to look back at 23. And if in 23, you earned more than 145,000 from your current employer in 24, then your catch-up contributions have to go into the Roth. They'll have to go to the Roth. So you no longer get to, to Which make the they, election. For, they want the tax money. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to end up paying for some of this through that. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So just to kind of clarify that back up. So catch-up contributions starting in 24 will have to go into Roth accounts. Or high income earners. Or high income earners, which is that 145. And 145. That's going to be indexed each year too. And it's 145 from your current employer. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of a goofy little catch in there. So, okay, let's do this last one. That way we don't overload people too much. And then okay. like I said, the next week we'll do uh, kind of the provisions to just encourage some of the things are designed to hopefully encourage overall retirement growth, Correct. retirement saving. Yep. Yep. So we'll get into that. In there, so. Yeah, we'll get into that next week. Uh, so let's just talk about the 529 plans, mm -hmm. uh, transferring from a 529 plan to a Roth. Uh, they've made a few changes starting in 24. Yeah, so this is huge. This is something that was never there before. Um, and they are allowing you to, to move money from a 529 to a Roth. Okay. Now, don't get too excited because it sounds like <laughs> an awesome deal, right? You know, um, there's a lot of restrictions. So, again, okay. this doesn't start till 2024. Um, but it, it used the right way. I mean, it, it, it gives you some, some more options. So, first, um, the Roth IRA that it's getting transferred to has to be the same as the the owner of that Roth IRA it has to be the beneficiary of the 529. Okay, same beneficiary. So in a 529, I mean, you can set up the 529, um, but then you name a beneficiary, typically child, grandchild. Right. So, it, you know, you can't fund the 529 for a child or grandchild and then put it in your Roth. Um, so it has to be for the named beneficiary of the 529. The other catch is the 529 plan itself has to have been in place for 15 years. Great option for, hey, I funded a 529 plan. They didn't go you know, to college. The child, grandchild, they didn't go to school yeah. um, or they didn't use all of it. I mean, in the past, it used to be, well, you know, you can name somebody else. So you name another child, grandchild, you name yourself and you go back to school and do something to it use to this money up related, tax free. Though. Yeah. Um, otherwise, the growth is taxable and penalty and, yeah. and penalized if it's not used for education. You know, yeah, so sounds that like was this always is an option to to move it over to this person's account for this person. Should they, should school not be for them, or they right they didn't use it all? Right, yeah. or I mean, there is some planning here too. I mean, if you know you set it up for a younger right. child, I mean, you technically could be moving it into a, a Roth for them at some point. Yeah, so sure. there could be a lot of planning, but it, to me, I, I like it for it makes the five twenty nine a little bit more appealing. Yeah. Because there's no longer there's an there's an out right and this yeah. is an out. 
So that um, second caveat is it has to be in place for 15 years. It has to be in place for 15 years. Um, the other thing, though, is that the contributions and earnings on those contributions that took place in the last five years are not eligible to be moved. Oh. You know, so if it was in place for 15 years, then only the first contributions 10. and earnings for the first 10 can yeah. be moved. The other five have to stay there. Interesting. That's a weird you know, so I mean, it yeah. would be, I guess, a way around that is just leave it there a little longer. Yeah. You know, because it's, it has to be there for at least more contributions. It's not then. like, yeah, on the 15th year, it has to be done. It's just, yeah. it has to have been there for 15 years. Yeah. Don't feed it for the last five, five years. And then you could just move it all. Right. If, if exactly. If you don't think they're going to use it um, yeah. or use that for education and the other piece, you know, you can always use for True. funding a Roth. Okay. Um, so here's some of the, the catches to do it is that. <laughs> Number one, um, you can only move from the 529 to the IRA or to the Roth up to the IRA, Roth IRA limit that year, $6,000. Right, right. Um, and the other kind of caveat in that is the qualifier for making an IRA Roth contribution is you have to have earned income. So again, the beneficiary would have to have earned income have up to yeah. that limit then you could make that move from a 529 to a Roth up to the limit minus any contributions they've already made. And then the, the last caveat to it is the maximum that you can move in your lifetime is 35,000. Okay. You know, so again, it's, if you've massively overfunded a 529 plan and, and it didn't get into, you know, didn't get used for education, there's still going to be some of it that has to somehow be used for education or you're paying taxes and penalties on the, the growth. Right. Um, but this is a way to at least move maybe 35 of that into a Roth for that beneficiary. And well, for those getting into at that point, a, you know, move, uh, avoid the tax in the future. Well, for those so, new grandparents that are going to be coming down the pike and things, this, this could mm -hmm. be a good tool. So, right. Yeah. So to, like I said, to me, it, it um, takes away some of the negative of the 529 of, yeah. What if they never use it? Yeah. You know? Well, here's here's somewhat of an out, you know, yeah. at least for a piece of it. So yeah. okay. All right. So a couple of big big things, obviously. So they made some big changes. Yep. So what we'll do is we'll do a review on this again next week. And then we'll also just kind of, we'll just kind of touch on the main points again. And yep. then we'll go through the final uh, I don't know, six or seven pieces that we had to go through um on uh, just kind of encouraging retirement savings on next week's episode so uh yep. we'll put some stuff in the uh, the show notes as always so feel free to check it out if you've got questions and you're probably going to have them uh yep. definitely make sure that you're talking with your professional you're talking with your financial professional uh reach out to phil if you don't have one if you need some help uh, it's the new year so lots of new stuff to get into phil so absolutely i know, uh, I know you're you're just going to be hopping with all this good stuff so it just makes our life interesting so. that's right that's right well thanks for hanging out thanks for explaining thanks. some of this because it just happened. So uh, as we get some more clarity, we'll certainly talk about it, I'm sure, throughout the year again as well on different points. But we wanted to kind of come at you first, uh, the first you know, second week here of the year with this new information. So as always, don't forget philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff. If you need Phil, reach out to him there at the website or call him at 248-888-7530. Numbers on the screen. And we'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. 
Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.